My mates, welcome to episode five of the podcast. I had my dear friend Annette stop by and have conversations about the current state of everything going on with the world and everything with COVID. And we uh, got into some pretty deep conversations about just mental health in general. And it was a very good reminder of just reminding ourselves that we need to have these conversations about mental health, especially now more than ever, because there's a lot of people that are out of jobs and there's a lot of people with financial struggles and the holiday season is around. So, you know, that tends to bring some people down because they're not where they wish they could be at. And they're not able to see family now because of all these COVID issues going around the world. So we were able to sit down and just have these conversations about mental health. And hopefully we bring a little bit of awareness if you're listening to this to just remind yourself that while times are tough out there, in the real world, it's a good reminder to talk to someone if you do feel like the walls are closing in for you personally, or if you know someone that's going through something, you know, it's a good thing to remind ourselves that we're, we, we should be there for each other because that's all we have at the end of the day is each other. And, and if you don't have someone, please uh, reach out, reach out to someone and understand that you're not alone and we, we should look out for each other. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. It, again, it was it was a very tough one because anytime you talk about mental health to others, it it brings some form of insecurity. But I was able to you know have these conversations with uh, Anit, and they were amazing, and they were you know something that I that I feel like I needed to hear because it's a good reminder for me that mental health is just as important as physical health. It's it's just as important as everything in our daily lives so uh, my friend Anit thank you for stopping by and having these conversations with me I don't ever take them for granted I thank you from the bottom of my heart my friend and I love you dearly and my mates welcome to episode 5 of the podcast this is what is this again? that Tastes really good. So that is a strawberry rosé moscato. And what was interesting and what caught me is like it was on the very bottom row. And I'm pretty sure like they're advertising to children because look at those cats. <laughs> like, you know, that's yeah. what they say, right? You know, they put I all like the, it. the fun stuff at the bottom because that's the eye level of children. Yeah. But it's... it got me. <laughs> I like it. I already finished uh, my, my sip, so... Well, we can open the other bottle if you like before we get started. Yeah, let's go ahead. Yeah, bring it out. Fuck it. Did you put it in the fridge? Yeah, it's right behind you. Um, Just be careful with that door because you'll have to open it. Then you'll get scared like, ah, I didn't expect myself. This is good stuff. It almost feels like uh, like juice for adults. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's wine. Uh, The second one. Yeah, there you go. Boom. I'm going to take some more. Uh, what is this kind? This one's coconut. Coconut chardonnay. I'm going to give it a try. So it might be a little stronger than chardonnay. I hope not. That last one was good. Oh, yeah, it, sounds, it smells stronger. All right, here we go. Ooh, I'll take it. It is strong, though. Try? No, I like it. Yeah, try it. Go for it. It sounds strong, though. I like it, though. It tastes, uh, no, wait, hit, hit me up with some more. Yeah, yeah, give me some. We don't got to work tomorrow. Oh, wow, okay. 
Okay. We are officially recording. What's up, my friend? How are you? Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. This so glad is we're finally doing this. Yeah, it's nuts, right? Uh, it's funny because you are the first person that's come this late for a podcast episode. And at one point, I was like, maybe I should go to bed. But then you're like, I'm on my way. And I was like, nah, she's on her way. So cheers. Cheers. Thank cheers. you for being here. This is delicious wine. I don't know if I should be enjoying it because it's, I don't know, but I like it. It might be too good. I like it. It <laughs> might get me in trouble tonight because well, when something tastes that good, it usually gets you in trouble. <laughs> well, we don't work tomorrow, so. That's nuts, right? Like we're approaching Thanksgiving Day after all the madness that's been going on in this year. I don't know. How do you feel about Thanksgiving? You know, with everything that's been going on. Um, honestly, it's just a normal day to me. Really? Yeah, like. Why do you say that? Because I plan to work tomorrow. Are you Are you working at the hospital? No, I'm gonna be working from home for oh, from the firm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, I probably won't put in a lot of hours. I'll just put in a few, but uh, you know, Thanksgiving is just not hasn't been a thing since i don't know when i was little um i do worry about other people like the large gatherings and things but yeah that's weird now, right because everyone is everyone's being told like hey don't have big family gatherings and that's honestly what thanksgiving is all about is getting together and fighting with those family members when you <laughs> right, get together right. you almost look forward to seeing <laughs> that uncle ricky or whatever <laughs> right right <laughs> your drunk deal man drunk fucking theo talking about why did trump lose <laughs> <laughs> latinos for trump motherfuckers <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean i feel like COVID has like really brought us together though um you know in, in a sense that that we're more mindful of one of two things one um it could be making you more mindful of your loneliness right or two it can bring closer you know bring you closer to people you weren't as close you know like your family you're quarantined or you know you're gonna be very selective who you're gonna invite to dinner tomorrow that's true um what do you what do you think it's done for you like as far as covid like from where you because man when it first started i was like very worried i was just like oh shit like we've reached the apocalypse and now here in november it feels like there's a chance for some form of normalcy next year you know because they're announcing the vaccine they're not anna- they're announcing you know the 95 percent success rate for this vaccine so wh- what have you taken away from all from all this crazy year all this anxiety anxiety for sure i mean i feel like personally i've learned a lot about myself um more that i'm not okay Um, sometimes and it's okay to not be okay Um, in the big picture you know it made me more aware how disgusting we are as people as bad as it sounds that's true motherfuckers don't want to wear masks (laughs) don't want to wear masks they don't want to wash their hands you know i'm like thinking about people who sneezing in the grocery store or coughing in the grocery store and then grab a bag i mean it's bad to think about but it's definitely made me a germaphobe for sure like before i was more just like eh like i've always washed my hands and I, I feel like that should be basic. Everyone should wash their hands, no matter what. But after everything that's gone on this year, I'm like, I look at certain people like you, motherfucker. You still don't wash your hands? Like, <laughs> no what's wrong? How many times yeah, I told like, you? What's wrong with you, man? Like, do you not understand what's going on? Like, what? 
do the bare minimum and just wash your hands, man. And you you tell people that though, and it's like they want to fight you, they want to run you over, and it's like, man, like if there's aliens out there, they're just like, look at these stupid fucks. They don't even get along during the pandemic, and it's just it's sad to see. But I do agree with you. We we've reached a point now where we look at other human beings and we're like, damn, that guy can't even do the necess the the necessary steps to try and contain a pandemic. So when I think about that, it's discouraging, man. It really is. You know, to think that somebody doesn't want to get together with the rest of the community for the greater good. It makes me, like you said, it makes me sad. And sometimes I get angry, too, because I'm I'm like, hey, man, like there's people dying. There's there's real world problems for real world people. And I just don't I just don't understand why. It's so hard to at least try and contain it. I'm not saying that we're going to do a good job of it because, you know, the virus is going to spread regardless. But it's like you're fighting your own people. Yeah, and it's not just that. Like, you're realizing that people are selfish. You know, they're more worried about, quote unquote, their rights and the rights to choose whether or not they want to, you know, wear a mask or not. And how I see that, it's like, you're deciding I'm going to put other people at risk because I don't want to be told what to do, which is not right. You know, if you don't see that the hospitals are getting filled up, you know, it's getting closer and closer to your family, whether you want to believe it or not, it's happening. So all you need to do is do your part, wear your mask, wash your hands, you know, the bare necessities. They're not asking you to go to sleep with it. They're not asking you to, you know, (laughs) wipe your ass with it. You know, (laughs) they're just saying wear the mask in public places. When you're like one foot away from each other, face to face, getting ready to make out, wear your mask. Yeah, that's true. You know, protect other people. You know, one, one, one thing I really hate is like when I go to like a grocery store or the gas, a gas station. And it really upsets me that the, the business won't enforce it when there's a city mandate because here in uh here in tulsa there's a city mandate that you have to wear your mask and regardless of that mandate people still do whatever the hell they want and i look at these businesses and i'm like you're just doing it for show you're you're not you don't you're not enforcing it you don't care because if you did care you would be like hey as soon as you step through that threshold of the door you got to wear your mask but they're just like whatever people are going to do whatever they want and it's just like no man I'm sorry, but you're a business. And if you're a business in this city, you have to follow the mandate. So I'm not going to name the gas station because, you know, we both know which gas mm. station I'm talking mm-hmm. about. But, oh, my God, I go in there and it's like everyone is like, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not wearing a mask. And I'm just like, why do I still shop here? Oh, yeah, because it's a block from my house and it's convenient. But besides that, I hate them. And, and to think that, again, there's a pandemic going on and nobody wants to be on the same page it's discouraging man it really is it's it's hard for me to like really sit there and be celebrating thanksgiving with everything going around in the world and uh i don't know like this one's gonna feel different you know it almost feels like you wanna just be thankful that you're alive because a lot of people aren't a lot of people suffered and a lot of people are suffering you know there a lot of people are gonna have empty chairs at their dinner table tomorrow and you know you and i how lucky are we that that's not us yeah because it does feel like that right it feels like we got lucky you know we have our siblings we have you know our family members and no one that we know passed away 
Yeah. You know, all, the only people that we know that passed away are just what we read on the news. Right. But it feels weird to know that tomorrow's Thanksgiving and we got to celebrate being thankful. But it's like being thankful for what? You know, but we do have things to be thankful. We are, you know, the few that can say I've had a job through the entire pandemic. That's been me. You know, I changed jobs in the middle of a pandemic. Like, I know a lot of, not a lot of people can say that. That's true. Um, so I do. I do very well. feel like I'm thankful this year. We're, we're thankful for different things. Um, but all is well. Still thankful. You were saying that um, this pandemic has brought you like anxiety. And before we got on this uh, uh, episode to record, you were telling me that one of the reasons that you wanted to do the episode was because you wanted to talk about your uh, struggles with uh, mental health. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, one of the things you just asked me or recently asked me starting this conversation, you said, um, what are some things that you realized in this pandemic and you know my answer is you know say again i realize that i'm not okay and i'm finding it okay to be not okay you know when you say you're not okay is is it because you 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 notice things that that you didn't notice before the pandemic or is it because the things that you feel are not okay have always been there but the pandemic just made them bigger like like are you noticing them more or is it or is it something new that you didn't know you had? No, this? I think it was a mi- mixture of the both. Like, I've always dealt with um, anxiety or depression since I was 18 years old for various reasons. But um, I almost didn't let it get away of life. And I almost felt like COVID gave me an excuse. To, to do what? Gave me an excuse to let it get in away with my life get in the get in the way yeah and i'm not saying that as as a good thing more just so it's a reality that i'm using it as an excuse you know like this year i withdrew out of college um oh did you really i did this this fall semester yeah yeah a few months ago oh i didn't know that well we'll get back to it go ahead go ahead um but yeah you know it just made me realize that there's more to life than the forefront like you have to deal with you before anything yeah you're right you know like that's a lot like i we did a lot of activist work and you know when you're in 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 the group and doing this activist work um you're always trying to go national you're trying to go you know i want to be i want to help the people you know all over the country right but you have to start right. locally you have to start, you in, start your in, home. Your, in your community you have to start in community and then you grow there so it's the same thing with your mental health same thing about everything in front of you you can be successful in your business in your in your schooling in your you know whatever it is right. your job but if you're not taking care of you you're gonna end up crashing and burning and i think that's this pandemic was beginning i was beginning my my burn i was starting really? to roast what what do you think was the was the final like boiling point? Wait 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 before you answer that, when did you notice that it was starting to roast, and are you at a point now where you feel like you're burning? Um. Like does that make sense? Yeah. No, I I've started feeling my boiling part around 
starting in the beginning of March. Um, oh, that's when it was just kicking in. Huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. shit. So God for me, it was, pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of just like a domino effect. Like, um, you know, I was already. I had four classes. I was working. Yeah, I full remember time. that. I remember that. And then my dad got sick. Um, literally two weeks before the pandemic started, we were in the hospital with him before. Um, they started putting up signs and as we were there, yeah, right. they started locking the hospital down. And so on top of taking care of, you know, someone in the hospital sick and dealing with the family who are not there and want to be there now and, yeah. you know, dodging that and, and then going to school on as well and working full time, that was like really hard. So that was when things started heating up for me. Um, and then, you know, so have you carried that momentum until now? Do you feel like back then we could say on a scale of one to ten, it was like a four. Would you agree with that? Yeah. And then now we're like at what? What would you say we're at right now in this moment on a scale of one to ten with your anxiety, with your depression, with your covid fatigue? Because that's one thing we all have. Covid fatigue. No, nobody wants to bring that up, but we all have covid fatigue. But I think the ones that have it worse, obviously, like the doctors and the nurses and the uh, frontline workers, obviously, you know, they have it a lot worse than we do because they're seeing it every day. But as far as you, with all the mixture of the covid fatigue, the anxiety, the depression, the stress, you were at a four in, in March. Right now, where do you think you are? I think I think I once was out of 10. But I, I think I brought myself back down to a six. Fuck, what does a 10 look like? 10 looks like... That, I, don't, I don't mean to get too deep, but is that like suicidal, you think? No. Is that not, not for harming me. yourself? Not or? for me. And I, I think I think that's also a mis... Um, mis... Like, what, what would you say? Like, people look at someone... They think depression, they automatically go to suicide. And that's right. something that, that yes, it is that's a That's like a misconception. A misconception of people who, who say they have depression. Right. I've never once wanted to take my life. Never have I thought about it. Even on a 10, I don't think about it. A 10, what that looks like for me is calling in to work, laying in bed all day. Yeah. Probably ignoring everyone. Right, you right. Know. You know, one thing, you know, that I do, you know, really love about our friendship is we uh we both have a code word mm -hmm. for when we know things are about to get really bad you know we won't say it on the air because that's special to us you know mm -hmm. but when when you think about that phrase do you feel like shit it's getting really bad and i gotta let them know because i don't trust myself yeah have you ever felt that way yeah no definitely and you know i really do appreciate that we have that and i don't have that with anyone else you know that. Yeah, I appreciate you telling me that because you're right. It's a it's a big step to give yourself to someone with full trust. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, and when I if if and when I do say that, because I have told you, you know, it's almost like, hey, I want you to hold on to the life jacket because I'm about to sink. Shit. You know, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. I need some more wine. <laughs> I need some more wine. <laughs> that got deep quick <laughs> <laughs> no you're right you're right but you know it's like hey just stand by i, I need you i right. don't you know and again it's it's a misconception that every dep person who's has depression is going to take their life because it very well is a, a reality for a lot of people but not for everybody 
Do you think you could ever get to that point? I like, like I know, I know you said you haven't thought about it up until now, but I mean, obviously, we all have a breaking point, right? Yeah. And we, you know, we don't know what's gonna happen. You know, every 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 doctor and scientist keeps saying that vaccine is coming. Vaccine is coming. Do you think, with everything that goes on with you, that you would jump past a ten on a scale of one to ten? And go to an 11, go to a 12. Like, does that worry you? Mm, I think the things that worries me is like, one day I'm going to like stop going to work because I'm so low. Or, you know, I lock myself in a room or something. But never do I have thought of, and nor do I like to think about that I'm going to get to that edge. Um, because I almost feel like if you put, and this is just for me personally, if you put that thought in your mind you're playing with that idea and you yeah. shouldn't play with fire. You shouldn't play with things that's going to harm you. So those are harmful thoughts that I've not thought about. Never hope to ever think about. Um, I agree. I agree. But, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I walked my, I started at four cause I was already in a, in an intense place in, in March. Um, on with, a four. Oh, you're talking with, about the, with my family one to, on a scale of one to 10 mm-hmm. you read a four okay yeah and then covid happened and and i was already having struggling with online classes and then all my classes went online and then i yeah. was working from home and going to school online so it was like that was rough i remember we had a lot of conversations yeah. we we're just like i'm slowly losing it oh my god yeah i mean think about it up until this point we really haven't had a lockdown where you know we get cabin fever and this whole summer felt like cabin oh fever. God. It's like, yeah. what do you mean I can't leave my house, you know? <laughs> and I was lucky enough that I, ha- I I had a job where I would go to work every day. And I was able to just get out of the house. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember at one, I remember before the pandemic, when I would go to work, there was a lot of cars on the highway or on the road. And then during the pandemic, I was maybe like the only car on the road <laughs> and i was just like who shut off all the lights in this yeah. city you know <laughs> where's everybody <laughs> yeah at? so i i feel like in that aspect like compared to your situation i was able to i was able to dodge that bullet because i did have that distraction where i can go to work and it was actually a good thing for me because i was more appreciative of it i was more appreciative that i was able to come to work clock in do my job and go home so you know for eight hours of my day I was able to feel like I was contributing to something. It's really hard to do that when you're at home. Oh, for sure. Like, you know, you don't realize like you're taking advantage of something until you lose it, you know, and taking advantage of the simple things of like waking up in the morning, putting on different clothes in your pajamas, um, getting your car, that 15 minute drive. Like, we were taking advantage of all of it. (laughs) And then here we are, you know, March, April, sitting in our homes. Some of us, literally, I would just twitch, um, switch chairs. I would move from one chair. I'm at work. I'm moving in another Uh, chair. I'm at school, you know, same clothes, everything. I literally put on Netflix in the background just so that I can feel like I was surrounded by people but fuck man that's true yeah well when you think about it you know um fuck i lost my train of thought this wine is getting to me (laughs) (laughs) uh what was i saying oh okay when you think about like your situation it does feel like little by little that the walls are closing in you know what i mean for sure because 
I remember I had coworkers, you know, they were on diff- different floors. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be working from home for mm-hmm. the next two to three weeks. I'm like, all right, man, see you later. You know, best of luck. Stay safe. And they would come back from the two to three weeks and they would go, dude, it's not what I thought it would be. They're like, I was miserable. I felt like I was a prisoner in my own home. I didn't even want to go to sleep in my own bed. And I was like, what are you talking about? That sounds like the dream. And he's like, no, dude, you don't get it. Like coming to work, you feel some sense of purpose. You Mm -hmm. feel some sense of relief. Mm -hmm. Being in your house 24-7 for the next three weeks is not something you want to do. Oh, no. No, it's it's not the glam life, being in your pajamas all day. <laughs> Trust me. You know, one of the biggest advices that I had, no joke, was you should wear, try on your jeans every once in a while because those leggings and those pajama pants will lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> you wear those for three days straight. Yeah. I Trust me, they your stretch. jeans, your jeans might not fit. <laughs> oh, no. That's true, though, man. I mean, you're right, though. We tend to forget the little things in life like going to work getting in your car getting dressed stopping at i don't know uh drive through to get a breakfast sandwich you know so you can eat it on your way to work we forget that those things are crucial at times to for for our mental health yeah oh yeah and you're right this pandemic has given us a lot of um moments that make us realize like oh if we don't have the things that we used to have like a lot of us are fucked, you know, yeah. just just for example, you like not being able to go to work. I remember having those conversations with you where you said, I'm losing my mind. I don't feel like. Yeah, I feel like a prisoner. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you lose that that routine. You lose you lose that sense of purpose. Like, um, why am I waking up in the morning Right. Just to walk over to my living room. I'm not even fixing my hair. I'm not even, you know, I kudos to the people who did that because I yeah. watched so much YouTube videos and yeah. and Pinterest and stuff. And I was trying, I was real trying how to make the most of working from home, you know, and, you know, kudos to the people who did it. Yeah, right. But what did it, what led them to get there? You know, how bad were they until they got to that, that point where they're like, I can't do this anymore. It took me to say, I will go back to work. Right. You know, we were on a routine and I was like, I can't do it anymore. Well, there's some people that can do it, right? I mean, there's some people that can work from home and enjoy their time and be productive. And some people have been thriving from working at home. But that's what makes us all unique is there's some people that can do that. And then there's people such as yourself and other people out there that are like, I can't do that. I can't work from home. It's That's not where I'm at my at my smartest it's not where i'm my most attentive it's not where i'm uh, doing a better job at my job doing a better job where i work you know it's 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 really tough to to tell everyone these are the new rules everyone adapt because you can't not everyone can adapt to the same right right. not everyone can can say oh okay this is what we're doing all right i can do that like no because everyone is different everyone thinks different everyone reacts different and it as you said, like if this pandemic has taught me anything, as you're right, a, a lot of it has been we take the little things for granted. Oh, yeah. So with that being said, how do you feel now, you know, with Thanksgiving coming up again? Like, how do you feel like because obviously now you're going to work, you're, you're going you're leaving your house, you're going to a location where you do a job that I would say you enjoy for the most part. Yeah. Does it feel different? Does Does it feel like now you're back in that routine? Like, ugh. Maybe 
working from home doesn't sound too bad. Like, how do you feel now? You know, it's it's a mix of things because, like, you know, part of me is every day on the grind. You get tired. Yeah. <laughs> you get tired and you're like, you know, being in my pajamas sound really good right now. <laughs> I don't mind watching Netflix on the background. But, of course, you know, I have to remind myself it wasn't all that glam. But when you're in the grind, when you're going to work every single day, struggling to wake up in the morning because you were up all night talking to your friend, Mark, you know, <laughs> it's it's rough but but once you step out those doors i mean once work is over in your home and you know that drive between or i don't i'm not thankful for it anymore you know as as i should be because we were taking advantage and here i am taking advantage of again you know i feel a lockdown coming um yeah so i'm hoping i'm hoping i can you know take as much out of us being free for right now get out as much as i can but you know you just never know you're right man i feel like a lockdown is coming too and uh, i'll be honest like I'm, I'm not against it i'm really not because the numbers are getting ridiculous and you know again people don't want to wear their mask people don't want I, I there's part of me that understands those people because you know they don't want to be told what to do which i fully understand that okay i fully understand someone telling you you can't do this you can only do that and that person going, F you, you can't tell me what to do. But when it's a pandemic, it's really hard for me to sympathize with you. It's like, hey, quit being an asshole, man. Like, just wear the damn mask when you go out in public. You don't have to wear the mask every single second of your life. So I feel because they have, you know, ignored that. The, the citizens of this country have ignored that, that the mask requirements or recommendations. We're going to have a lockdown again. And when I think about that. I go back to what you said about mental health. Well, how many demons are going to get re re-entered into people's minds? Because if you take, you know, some form of freedom away, you know, people don't usually thrive when when they're locked in and and a lockdown. You know, people, I mean, if you if you look at the, the statistics, you know, you have assault going up, you know, domestic domestic violence, you have uh, you know, it's, it's hard to talk about, but you know, child abuse. Uh, yeah. You know, you have uh, sexual abuse, you have drug use, you have, you know, people drinking, you know. And what what has that been caused by? It's been caused by a lockdown. It's been caused by people people saying, well, if I'm going to be in my house, I got to find something to distract me, whether that's, you know, alcohol or drugs or whatever it may be. Or, you know, you have that that family that's been struggling and the, the, the husband gets upset because they're not making it anymore. So what does he do? He snaps at his wife. He snaps at his kid. It's tough. It's tough to to understand that the pandemic isn't just affecting your physical health. It's also affecting your mental health. Right. And, and that's what's scary. And I think a big part of that is um, I think you hit it right on the nail when you said your demons are at home. Yeah. You know, yeah. for us people who are dealing with anxiety, depression, being sent home could probably be the worst thing for us, you know that going every day to work on that grind just that's a distraction for us you know um i can go to the restroom um at work Mm -hmm. and all of these racing thoughts can come in my head you know and that's like five minutes 15 minutes drive my head is going crazy you know thinking about scenarios or thinking about um something that i'm upset upset about or something that brings me anxiety you know but think about eight hours 16 hours 
of that straight in a pandemic that they said don't get leave your house don't go grocery shopping don't go spend time with your friends things that you're trying to escape leave yeah you know your they say your your job is your second home but you choose where your demons at you know which closet in your house do you keep them until you go to sleep at night you know damn that's a good analogy but you know it's true it's true and and I, i i don't think it's talked about enough i think we we the first thing is the financial aspect that a lot of people are thinking about how am i gonna make it which is absolutely important you need to know where your your next meal is coming from is it coming from the government is it coming from a job but you know i don't think we put so much priority on where our mental health is you know i don't think i i think you're right i don't don't think up until now we've really put it in the front page of the newspaper and we need to you know because you're right the the virus has been the 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 star right and i don't mean star in like Mm -hmm. a good way i'm just saying like it's been the center of attention right that's all we've been focusing on it's a virus but we haven't been talking about the mental health you know we haven't been talking about what we can do what what tips we can find to support each other you know if you if we're gonna have if we're gonna have the second lockdown what did we learn from the first one no one's talking about that no one's saying okay here's what i did in the first lockdown and i did bad you know for example da 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 so if there's a second lockdown i would like for you know for mainstream media or you know local media to say hey you know don't forget you know that it's okay to feel down it's okay to feel like the walls are closing in but what it's what's not okay is for you not to talk about it with somebody do you do you think that you're at that stage where like do you feel if you were at a second lockdown that you could handle it better or do you think that it would be like the same thing with the first one where everything's crashing down and you're just like i don't know what to do like how do you feel about that um honestly i feel i feel better prepared um and i don't know if that's because i'm ready for another lockdown (laughs) just because i'm like i said i'm tired (laughs) this grind every day two jobs i'm tired i'm ready to be back home but you know in all reality i feel prepared um you know since i was out of out of four six you know i i've gotten a therapist that i meet via zoom every oh really Mm -hmm. oh that's cool every week zoom is is different you know um yeah how did skype fumble the bag on that i, I don't know but then like it good skype's been in the game for like 20 years and then zoom just came along and said move aside bitch. Like zoom. <laughs> <laughs> it came in and zoom and man they came up they came into the game and just took over it's like now that's a household name the word zoom it's like zoom i'm like oh you're gonna have your zoom call okay yeah who we say zoom tonight and then we we talk about skype and like oh what <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, but no. i didn't know that that's cool and yeah to have yeah. a therapist on on zoom but i almost feel like you know i i get so much out of my therapist dude i'm gonna get some more wine that was some good stuff go ahead um i get so much out of my therapist like i love her if i'm gonna tell her happy thanksgiving tomorrow um but you know i i am thankful for her i'm thankful to have her in a pandemic um what's rough is that that her kids' schedule is moving around because they're now quarantined, and you know you can't. I don't know how, how old her kids are, but she can't come to her meetings at the scheduled time because of her children. But um, I look forward to seeing her, and um, and I think if like that's a source for people 
not that they have to look for it, but it's provided just like that stimulus check was provided for us. You know, if, you know, just those food trucks or whatever, if we can all households have Zoom with people we can talk to, family counselors, um, personal counselors, I think it would help so many people, you know, because going to work, it feels really normal. Um, Having a therapist feels normal. Um, The conversations are going to change once it locks down. It's going to be, we're going to have completely different conversations. We're not going to be talking about, you know, my work stuff, my my family stresses. I'm going to be talking about, I'm I'm going crazy. Yeah. Um, but I will be thankful then, and I hope to continue to be thankful to have that resource. Um, and, you know, I hope to not lose it because it, it's very, very, um, it helps a lot. And I just feel like if we push that more, it, it could help going into the next lockdown. Well, we're definitely lucky. We're definitely lucky that we have this technology that allows us to FaceTime or Zoom or video chat because i mean could you imagine if this was going on in the 90s when we were born it's not a whole lot you could do right you know imagine a pandemic like you can't go to blockbuster buddy because everybody's (laughs) gonna be there so like they're gonna be like nah bro (laughs) (laughs) if you want to come you got to come between 6 and 6 15 that's your scheduled time and maybe not even then we'll have to cancel so we're definitely lucky because i mean you have so many distractions in 2020 if you are locked in your home not saying that it's the best option but, I mean, obviously, you have video calling. You have, you know, people are freaking out over the PlayStation 5, freaking out over the new Xbox. You have that. You have streaming. You have YouTube. You have Netflix, Disney+. Plus. You have all these different platforms where you can keep yourself somewhat preoccupied. But, again, that only goes so far. Right. You know, right. you can only watch movies so many times before you go, oh, my God, I'm losing my mind yeah. again. <laughs> and it's holiday season. Right. And... When you think about that, you know, if you start losing your mind and then you add on top of that the holiday season. Oh, man, that's already tough enough. Oh, I mean, think I was talking to my friend today and, you know, he was saying, uh, you know, happy Thanksgiving. What are you what are your plans? And I said, oh, you know, just, you know, because my sister lives with me. I said, oh, we're just going to, you know, her and I because, you know, we don't want we don't want to go out, you know, because we don't know. We just don't know. And he was saying, oh, that's cool, man. And he was saying, me and my sister are going to go visit my mom. And I said, you know, I hope you enjoy it. And I was telling him, you know, the one thing that we have to be thankful for is that uh, we haven't really been as affected. Like I said earlier, we have this opportunity where we can look at the brighter side and understand that things didn't get as bad for us. But then I think about the people that did have it bad. I think about the people that got evicted. I I think about the people that lost their jobs. I think about the people that lost their loved ones. And again, I said it earlier, it's bittersweet for me because I'm a people person. I really am. You know, I I get really emotional when I think about, you know, somebody that I know struggling. But then when I think about the whole country struggling, like that hurts, man. It really does. It hurts. So I told my friend, I said, uh, you know, if we can do anything tomorrow, you know, let's give a toast to to the first responders. Let's give a toast to to those who lost their life. You know, let's remember them. Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot that we can do. You know, just, just you and I, you know, citizens of of this country, there's not a whole lot that we can do. The only thing we can do is, you know, stay away from people until things get better. But it's still tough. It's tough for me just to think of all the people that 
have been affected by this virus, whether it was death, finance, and it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart, you know, because you just, you try to sympathize and it just hurts to know that not a lot of people are going to be able to celebrate Thanksgiving like they anticipated at the beginning of the year. Right. And and not just that, like, um, I think we, we, on the topic of mental health, I think losing your life to COVID can mean different. What do you mean? It has a different meaning. What do you mean? Um, you know, you can lose your life to COVID not by contacting the virus by, but you're suffering as a result of this pandemic mentally, you know, that's the true. people who have committed suicide because <sighs> they have not been able to commit their, you uh, know, so run sad. away from your, their demons. You know, I think that has a different meaning to the mental health community lost your life to COVID. Why, why do you, why do you, um, you know, when we were talking earlier and you said, Hey, you know, Let's do a podcast episode, and I, I want to focus on mental health. Or what, what? What is the reason behind that? Is it just you? Just you, or is it you want to bring awareness just in general? Like, what is your motivation behind bringing that? Because I think you bringing that is is very brave, and especially when you talk about your personal demons and your personal struggles. What motivates you to have these conversations about mental illness and and the struggles of it? I think just going back to what I said, you know, I learned a lot about myself um, in the beginning of the pandemic that it's okay not to be okay. And, um, you know, I have learned not everybody understands what I'm going through. Sometimes I can go five, six straight days feeling happy. And then on the seventh day, it's my worst day. But people think that, you know, if you take your if you take your pill, you're going to be okay meaning you're you're antidepressant or have you talked to your therapist later lately like that's gonna make okay constantly have to tell people that there's no cure for anxiety and depression it's manageable but there's no cure so i think you know if we talked about it more it'd be less of a taboo you're right you're right you know we'd be able to say you know i had a bad day i had um a bad mental health day and it'd be okay to say that, you know. But now, like, I'm realizing that with the people I love, I don't, I can't talk to them about it. You can't or you can't? I cannot. I why, can't. Why do you say that? Well, because I feel like they're scared. What do you mean? They're scared, Um, you know, back again to that misconception. Depression, suicide. Depression, suicide. You know? They think that depression equals suicide every single time, and it's not the truth. Just like your your mom, your brother, your my dad. family. Yeah, you know, I can't tell them like, you know, I'm I'm feeling really bad, and they're like, well, you know, asking those questions. Well, have you taken your medication? Have you, you know, gone to therapy lately? It's like no, like I want to be able to be open and honest and we'll just talk about it. Yeah, and just talk about it. Like you know, today. Do was, you feel like that's a good remedy? Like talking about it? Do you feel like? That does a better job than than a pill or that does a better job than a therapist. I think being understood helps helps at all. I, I feel like I do need my my medication. I do need my therapist and I don't know if I'm relying on them. Um, but I know it helps. But I also know that if I'm able to talk about it, it'd be 
I'd be less ashamed. I'd be. Do you able... feel ashamed? Like thinking about it? Like maybe not ashamed because I don't think you feel ashamed with me because obviously we're having this conversation mm-hmm. and you know we, we wouldn't be having this conversation if I made you feel some type of way other than safe, right? Right. No, of course. And you know something I I learned just these last couple of months and you know Mark Mark you you and I we both um, we've talked about this is getting out of my last relationship. I wasn't myself, you know, we were together for six months, but my mental health was something that they didn't know about me. You know, I was scared. Oh, the, the, the boyfriend? The boyfriend. He didn't know about your mental health? No. Really? No. Just until. Why I didn't, came. why didn't you go down that, that route where you would tell him about it? Cause I didn't want him to think I was crazy. Like, um, like the fuckers, man. See, that's what I hate. It's like, no, but I think it could have gone with anybody. I couldn't. I think it could have been with anybody. You, you know? think you would have like scared them if you told them? Right, right. Like I didn't want. But him. why? And I'm not trying to like get you to think deep. But like, why do you think you talking about like your depression and your anxiety would make make you look crazy in their eyes? Like if if it's something that affects you, why why would you be scared to tell you know people? And obviously, I know this is just a boyfriend that was six months but when 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 is a good time to tell a boyfriend in your situation or in general you know i'm I'm not saying like speak for everyone but is there a good time to talk tell a boyfriend like hey i've been playing two faces here and here's the other side of me like what do you think about that well i think in general i i didn't want him to think that he needed to take care of me in that mm, sense, mm. I didn't want him to have that okay, stereotype. That, that makes sense. I didn't want to have. I didn't want him to have that stereotype that that oh she has anxiety depression she's on the edge all the time like if I do something she's gonna take her life or or you know this or I can affect her in this way. You didn't want that. No, that I on your shoulders. I didn't want to put that on them, you know. So in a way, I was protecting them from me, which. I don't feel like I'm a monster to, uh, to be yeah. protected from, but also, you know, I, I knew that I couldn't be myself with that person. And this is something I, I realized just recently that, you know, I'm more comfortable with you that we've known each other several years than, yeah. than my significant other that, that I want to spend the rest of my life with, you know, and that was a, that was a really hard, sad reality um fuck man i'm sorry <laughs> no no it's okay it's it's real it's this real. is what i get for asking questions man because i'm always asking questions <laughs> no no it's real and you know like i said i'm learning so much about me you know going into this relationship my next relationship my my future husband i want to to be able to have that conversation and i don't want it to be a conversation that you know we have to sit down and, and it has to be super serious like right like I, it should be able to just be a normal conversation right. it should be able to be like you talking about oh did you catch the baseball game last night like you should have that same kind of conversation when you're like hey uh by the way can i tell you something yeah what's up um so i get anxiety every now and then and here's what triggers it it shouldn't be <gasps> but why why, 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 why does that happen to right, you? Right, right, exactly. And that's what people tend to do. People tend to freak out over something that's not in their control. And when I think about, like, my depression, because I had depression. And there was a time, you know, 
I'll say it on the podcast and, uh, you know, I don't like talking about it, but there was a time where I felt like I was suicidal. There was a time where I thought, this is the day. If there's ever going to be a day that I'm going to do it, this is the day. And, you know, you know why, you know, because I lost someone that, that I love with all my heart. And there was a day where I was just like, if, it's, if there's ever going to be a day, this is the day. And I'm so thankful to this day that my sister, you know, bless her heart. She was just like, hey, come, come be in my room with me. Like, I don't know if there's a God. I don't know if there's a, if I have a guardian angel. I don't know. But I don't know what I would have done had she not said that at that time. But again, same reason you did. You didn't talk to your family about it was the same reason I didn't. I didn't want people thinking that I was crazy. I didn't want people thinking like, there goes Marcos. Mm -hmm. He's got suicide thoughts. Be Mm -hmm. on alert because if he has anything sharp, he might cut himself. Right. You know, again, that taboo of people don't listen or hear or understand you because the moment you tell them like hey i'm going through some stuff all they want to do is well here's what you should do right or here's what you or have you done this or have you done that and it's like hey man i'm not telling you because i need your advice i'm telling you because i just want to be heard right i just want to be understood not 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 fully understood but just understood like yeah okay i see i see what you're saying what can I do for you? And most of the times when someone's going through a bad time, the only thing they need is someone that they can talk to. Someone that they can say, hey, do you have five minutes? Because I need to get something off my chest. And I feel comfortable with you. So can I please talk to you? That will do a lot. You know, my sister, you know, bless her heart. <laughs> she had a lot of conversations with me where she would just sit down and just hear me. There's a lot of nights where I would cry with her. There's a lot of nights where I would get angry and she she would be like, it's okay, let it out, let it out. But those people are rare. You know, finding those people that will just sit down with you and hear you are rare. So what do you think? How do we change that conversation from saying, oh, did you take your medicine? Like you just need to talk to your therapist. How do we change that narrative to, hey, how are you feeling today? Is there anything I can do for you? Because I don't feel like mental health gives us support. Right. Like what I mean by that is we don't we don't get the the care from our loved ones that we should get. Because like when you tell me about your depression, do you want me to come over? Right. What can I do for you? Right. You know what I mean? Because that's I can't do much. Right. But what I can do is I'm like, hey, it's 3 a.m., bud. I'll yeah. be there at 3, right. 3.15. Right. Like, you what know, can we do? One of my favorite things that you do, and well, anytime we sit down, you tell me, hey, how are you? How was your day? How are things been? How's your mental health? You know, <laughs> you say that so smoothly without hesitation that I can, I can respond just the same as that. You know, you create that that comfort um where i'm not ashamed to say you know it was a rough it was a real rough week and i can't say in a physical sense but you know i just wasn't myself this week and i'm i feel comfortable with you in that sense but i feel like we need to create a narrative for people to be more like you you know 
to be a norm. No, you don't want to be like me. <laughs> <laughs> no. You don't want to be like you me. You know what I mean. Like, <laughs> like make it a normal part of our conversations, normal part of our be. life. You're like, right. you know, could we get in an elevator one day and say, hey, how's your mental health today? You know, instead of the stupid shit, like, what's the weather like? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that's like, a good that's a good way to put it like when are we gonna get in the, <laughs> right? get in the elevator and say hey how's your mental health <laughs> right i mean and they might just unload on you because they haven't been asked that right you know and i want well, it to be a norm you're right it is a taboo though you know it asking is. that is like why are you asking me that right or right you don't ask those things it's like why you know why why do we dodge these questions and to me like that's what's frustrating about not just loved ones, but people in general. Yeah, go for that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're on glass too. This yeah. is some good stuff, man. Thank you for bringing it. I, I I've never had wine like in one session, so the fact that I'm doing this is one a miracle. But I'm really enjoying it. Thank you. <laughs> I, I love my wine, and you know I knew I had to bring my right hand girl with me. This wine Have you had these before? No, I'm telling you, it's the bottle. Um, the bottle caught your it's eye. It's the bottle. I'm I'm such a child. There's like a cat <laughs> on there. These coconuts have it does look it does it. look it does look pretty. Give them a shout out. Let's give them a shout out. What's the name of that? Like brand? this is called Fun Wine. Fun Wine. Coconut Chardonnay, and you have to say the Chardonnay. Um, Coconut Chardonnay. For any guy listening, I'm sorry, my man card got <laughs> taken, but it's delicious. It was taken. <laughs> But you know what? He, but it's it, good. it is good. And I, I said this before we started recording, but I swear, they're they were advertising for children with this bottle. I agree. Like it was. It looks the like it's for shelf. a kid. It does it look a, like it's for a kid. How much a, was it, by the way? It was like six bucks. Like, and it has a screw Ooh. top. So yeah, you should. Anyone who drinks wine, where did where'd you buy that at? Um, the store that we don't mention. Oh yeah fuckers now man <laughs> <laughs> i take it back fuck this one <laughs> um no but you know you know backing to our conversation um it's funny i say this uh last week i was talking to my therapist and we were kind of talking about how um how i couldn't be myself um in my relationship because you were I, telling her this yeah um because i didn't show him this part of my my who i am which is my mental health and um and i told her jokingly i was like you know when i have to go see her during the middle of the day or i leave early to go um home to do the zoom meeting i don't tell him i'm gonna go see my therapist i say i'm doing a meeting you know i i told her i was like i feel like i'm cheating on him with my with my therapist which is it's sad how would that make you feel i mean i'm sad it made me sad because i was not able to be my true authentic self and that's so like if you if you going back to the scale one obviously being the lowest 10 being the highest as far as showing him who you are and 10 being the absolute everything that ashley has to provide in this world to a partner how much were you giving him i think because mental health is such part a big part of my life um probably an eight i was giving him all that i could emotionally and um physically and being present but um i wasn't able to to have those conversations I how would that make you feel because i know no i know you and the one thing I know about you is 
if you don't let it out, it builds up and it builds up and it builds up. And that's when you start calling in. That's when you start staying home. How would that make you feel knowing that you had a boyfriend, but you weren't able to talk to him about these things that are really crucial to you with depression, anxiety? How would that, did you feel like you were cheating yourself? Did you feel like you were robbing yourself from, you know, true happiness, true identity of self? I think it was both. I felt like I was robbing myself to be able to be true and honest with someone who I want to spend the rest of my life with. And also I'm robbing him of knowing and learning and understanding someone who has, um, you know, mental health issues or anxiety and depression, you know, and I don't think it should be issues. Like we shouldn't call them issues. This is who we are. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's, it's not curable. This is, you have to live with it. Do you think it'll be with you for the rest of your life? I do. I do. And I'm okay with that. I've, I've grown to be okay with that. And I'm still growing to be okay with it. You know, um, I'm just trying to very little, very, very baby steps, change the narrative around me, being comfortable to telling people who are important to me. Um, this is who I am and I'm never going to change, but this is how we can support each other because being with a, a significant other and, dealing with with anxiety and depression we can't be selfish and pretend it does not affect them you know yeah the the let's say one hour delay in the text message that brings me so much anxiety but i remember this, yeah i remember we had those conversations where he wouldn't text you and you would get anxious and you would start to wonder like what what happened what's going on right right and you know i also have to um, give them the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes you can't text back. Like, let's be real. You know, we have jobs, we have our sleep schedules, whatever. But my anxiety didn't allow me to give them that benefit of the did doubt. You ever, did you ever feel like you were unreasonable, though? I I have. You think I have so? Been. Yeah, my anxiety. Like, give me an example of what unreasonable anxiety for sounds like with your boyfriend. I mean unreasonable meaning like let's say for instance let's say for instance you text him at 8 p.m and your anxiety kicks in because he hasn't texted by 9 30 is that a situation where you start going unreasonable because of your anxiety or is that a situation where you just can't control it because of your anxiety i think it's option two like i can't control it because of my anxiety like, okay. you know, anyone who's in that situation, you're waiting for a text, you're waiting for a call, you know, it gets unnerving. And for someone who doesn't understand your mental health, they don't understand the yeah. effects. That's you know? a good, that's, so that's where like you not being honest with him Me was not really hurting you. Yeah. Oh man, I can only imagine what you're going through. Yeah. So, you know, had I opened up, had I had these conversations, again, they didn't have to be let's have a serious talk you know you know if we had these honest conversations of yeah you know this brings me anxiety i deal with anxiety time to time i i'm going to therapy i'm going i'm taking antidepressants and, and it helps did me. he know you were taking antidepressants i think we briefly talked about it but it was never a thing oh okay but you know, I I felt like I would give I would have given him and him a chance to understand me. Had um, you told him? Yeah. Did yeah. you ever get to a point where it felt like it was too late? For sure. Really? For sure. Fuck, man. I yeah. hate, I hate hearing that. 
yeah, and you know, I don't, I don't blame the guy, and I'm not, I'm not here to bash him either, you know, he was, he was a good person, you know, um, but I, I also, it takes two to tango, it's two to, you know, you go in one way, and sometimes you come out the other, so I feel like you have to, you have to be your true self, but you gotta start with your home, you gotta start with you, you, if you're not true to yourself, how can you be true to everyone else too? That's true, because when you think about that, that's a perfect scenario. You weren't being true to yourself, which led you to not be true to him, which led you to have this depression and him not understanding why. Because in his mind, he probably thought like, oh my God, this crazy bitch won't leave me alone. <laughs> right, you right. Like but this... little does he know that it's not that I'm crazy, bro. It's that I have anxiety and I have depression. And when I'm in a relationship and I text him, text my boyfriend and I don't hear from him for two hours, it's not you that I'm worried about. It's these thoughts that start going on in my head. Well, like, did something happen to him? Right. Did, 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 is he out there, you know, doing something? You know, all these crazy thoughts go in your head and to no fault of your own. Right. Because these things, it's like you don't wake up in the morning and go, oh, you know what? Today, let's be a crazy bitch. Let's, <laughs> let's go for it. You know, if you get a number... If you order a number six and they give you a number five, let's just go crazy. <laughs> let's go viral. Like, no, we don't wake up like that. Right. We don't wake up with these thoughts of wanting to act out of the normal. Now, what is normal? That's different to everyone else, right? But the point is we don't wake up wanting to be something that we're not. But right. these things do happen, you know. So you have uh, freaking out over him not replying. He doesn't understand. Like, hey, man, it's not because i'm a crazy bitch it's because i'm going through some things and then when you add the fact that you didn't tell him these things fuck that's a double whammy yeah because i didn't give him a chance to even comprehend what i was going through it was like boom i'm texting you five times after the one message forget the double message is yeah, exciting girl now like, he's, we on it <laughs> <laughs> and now he's going what the fuck did i get yeah, into and it's like literally like you know anyways but D- did you did you feel like you had it coming like how, how do you how did you process that knowing that you um were acting not on un- because i don't want to say you were acting unreasonable because again it's your anxiety but like, did a part of you feel bad for yourself because you were going through these things and he didn't understand why? Like, you're like, oh, well, this is your fault because you weren't open to him. Like, how did you process that? I mean, like I said, I'm still working on it. I'm still working on on handling and learning about myself. You know, I did blame myself a lot after the fact. I would look at my text messages and I'd be like, why didn't I do that? You know, really? yeah, like you don't know how many times I've deleted my my message chain because uh, I don't want to see my multiple messages because if I delete and then I just send one message, it looks like I sent one oh, message. It's like you're tricking yourself. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I feel bad. and I'm like, crap, you let anxiety take over or like, crap, you know, I wish I could have just left it alone and they would have responded, you know, but clearly like. To no fault of your own, like, right now you haven't mastered that. And if there's anything I can tell you from this conversation that we're having is you shouldn't beat yourself up over that. You shouldn't get to a point where you're just like, I should have left it alone. And now look what I, look what situation I'm in. You shouldn't do that. And the reason I say that is because you're still learning to cope with this anxiety. 
I mean, we're not we're not gonna say like your exact age, but you're in your twenties. Mm-hmm. You're still young, man. You're still figuring out life. You know, I'm still in my twenties, but I'm getting ready to be thirty. I still haven't figured life out. You know, I still have a lot of growth to do, and so do you. So when when you think about, fuck, why did I text him after I said I wouldn't? Mm-hmm. You know, that's one thing that you shouldn't beat yourself up over because you haven't mastered that, and who knows if you ever will. Because the point I'm trying to make is if you date a person and you can't tell them your true self, you can't tell them, hey, I'm going through these things. Nine times out of ten, it's probably going to end bad. Yeah. Because clearly you guys aren't dating anymore, right? Are you? What would you say? Or what would you say? The relationship is complicated? It's complicated. It's complicated. And here we are, you and I, having this conversation And let's just say that he heard it, this podcast episode. He'd be like, what the fuck? Why didn't you tell me any of this? And it's not your fault. Because, again, you're not at a point right now where you know how to properly handle it. And you shouldn't beat yourself up over that. You shouldn't shouldn't look in the mirror and be like, fuck, I'm tired of you. I'm tired of you doing these things. Because, again, to no fault of your own, you haven't gotten to a point where you can be like, I can put that fire out. You're not there yet. But what you but what but what I'm getting from this conversation is you're recognizing now. Okay, that's a recurring trend. I got to try something different because what I tried last time didn't work. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, no, of course. And like I said, I this is this is not the end of my road. This is not the end of my story. I will keep learning something new about myself each and every day as we should. And I think we should just never stop learning, learning about yourself, yeah. learning about others. And 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 that goes on the other side too. L- seek to learn the person who's next to you. Seek to learn your mother, your father, your, your brother, your significant other. You know, it's so important to to keep learning about them, keep learning what makes them tick and emotionally. And, you know, it, it's so important because you never know. What you can learn out of it. What can you get out of it? You know, my brother dated someone who who also had um, mental health. And he learned so much. You know, she was a counselor. And, and she taught him so much. And I'm very appreciative of that. Because my brother is able to understand and sympathize with me. Um, you know, as before... It was the same conversations. Have you taken your medication? Have you seen your therapist? You know, and now it's like, I understand where you're coming from. I understand how that makes you feel. You know, I'm listening to you. I'm here for you. Yeah, sure. I mean, we're siblings. We still fight and um, things like that. But it's more of like, he's still learning not to respond to everything I say. I don't need advice every time, every sentence, (laughs) you know, sometimes I just need you to sit there and listen. Just listen. Yeah. And then at the end, when I say, what do you think about that? That's when I'm asking for some advice. And I think it's, it's learning all of us learning how to listen, active listening, um, how to sympathize and, and cope and, and just be there for somebody, um, for yourself and for, for, someone you're you're with or whatever it be you know learning someone and understanding them it's it's so important it goes so far um where where do you think you are at right now though with your 
with your depression and, and your anxiety? Do you feel like you have a better understanding or do you feel with having your boyfriend like you've taken a step back? Because clearly you weren't being honest with him. So I guess in, in, in a form you can say that's a step back and mm-hmm. trying to control the these emotions that bring you down. And like, where do you feel like you're at? Like, do you feel, you know, with holiday season and COVID and this potential second lockdown, do you feel like you have a a chance, not a solution right now? We're not thinking solution. We're just thinking, do you do you think you have a chance to keep it under control? And if you do, how are, are you going to be able to do that? I think... Um... Realizing who your support system is. Um, I'm learning in this relationship that that person is not my only support. Um, as much as we want our significant other to be our best friend, our, our you know, our ride or die, our, our therapist, everything. Why put that on someone? Sure, there are very, there's a lot of couples who do have that in their significant others, but you know, sometimes you can't have it all in one person and that's okay. You know, you that's have to That's a very good have... point. That's a very good point. A lot of people need to hear this and understand that. That it just because you get with somebody doesn't mean that they need to be your your savior when things are bad. Or you're high when things are high. You know, like, it's a very good point. We need to understand that being in a relationship doesn't mean that that person is going to give you everything that you ever desired, comfort you know, love, whatever it may be, you know, they can't be the problem solver. And that's very, that's very noble of you to say that out loud because not a lot of people will say that. Not a lot of people will say, well, I have this friend Marcos and I can talk to him just because he understands me better than my boyfriend. You know, if you said that to your, to your friend, they'd be like, girl, what are you talking about? Like, that's your boyfriend. Don't do that to him. And it's like, Hey, you know, like there's other people out there, like you said, right. Right. You know, like people like you, like I've known for several years, like I shouldn't be ashamed that I come to you um, when I'm having issues. You know, we have that code word or I'm going to another girlfriend and I'm saying, hey, let's hang out. Let's 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 talk about our days. What, what's been going on? You know, I I think a lot of us women or or maybe just me or I don't know. You know, it's confusing. I don't want to throw us under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're okay. I don't want to throw us under the bus. But for me, definitely, I relied a lot on a significant other to be my everything. You know, every time I had a day off, I wanted to spend time with them. Every time I had something in my mind, I wanted to tell them. And then I started noticing that I started abandoning my friends. Um, oh, we lost a good friend. We <laughs> lost. Know, i would i would abandon my friends and we i know a lot of girls women do this and men do this too and we shouldn't like why should we leave our foundation people who created us people who has been there since day one day two whatever before this man before this woman why are we ditching these people who's been there who's who's grounded us for this one person who has not even learned us yet who don't even know us yet you know, I, I and I think that's something that I'm also learning from this relationship, from my mental health wellness. And, you know, to learn that I have a big support group. I have a big support system. And um, 
just because he doesn't understand me fully doesn't mean that my best friend doesn't doesn't mean that i can't call marcos and be like hey let's let's have some of that that wine you know (laughs) yeah you gotta bring that next time (laughs) what was that strawberry one by the way is uh, it strawberry yeah it was a strawberry moscato strawberry moscato man yeah sorry fellas it's good (laughs) stuff (laughs) no but you know realizing that your support group is what you make it um and you had it before this person before you put everything on it you know and so do you feel like you've gotten better at that um i think i'm learning i'm still learning it like you know when you take a step back from anything you you look at the big picture where did i go wrong where were my flaws some what is something i can learn from this and one of those things was I put too much on this person who didn't even know me. Didn't even know how to. Would you say you me. did that from the get go, or would you say that like once you started feeling more comfortable? Like, when did you have that transition of saying, "Okay, I'm gonna unload everything on him"? I think this was when I got comfortable, definitely, because I mean, you you have that that romance, that honeymoon, that stage. honeymoon stage, and everything's all <laughs> blah blah blah. You he's know, so, beautiful. He's so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and everything's so great and then after that it was like i became too comfortable um too quickly i guess you can say and um i started to let go of my support group because i thought i had that in that one person and you know he was supportive i can't say that he wasn't but of course it goes both ways if i can't give him everything he don't give me everything you know he then can't. that's when you start getting the friction and right, the fighting. Right, 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 of course. And I'm like, why are you acting crazy? <laughs> it's like, little does he know, like, hey, motherfucker, I'm going through some shit. Right, and I could have easily said, you know, instead of being a bugaboo and texting more than the double text, you know, I could have easily been like, hey, girlfriend, let's go have dinner. You know, I I have a lot of things to get off my chest. Let's Let's have some dinner. You know, my boyfriend's busy and it's totally okay. Let me go do something else. And I could have done that. And, you know, and this is something I can learn with him, you know, in or my future husband. Um, It's it's a lesson to be learned. And would you say that you've learned that recently or would you say that that's something that you're trying to do? That's something I'm I'm trying to do. That's. That's something I've I've learned within the last week. You know, when things start to get rocky, I I try to fill my time, and that's that's part of my mental health. Um, what, what, to, do you, what do you mean by that? Like, go explain that a little bit. You like, try to you know, fill your time. What does that mean for you? For me, one of my biggest things is is being alone, feeling alone. Um, that's when it gets bad. Yeah, that's when it gets bad, and um, so realizing that this one person is not my only filler i have friends i have family that i can call in and say hey i have two hours let's go have lunch you know um and that's me saving myself saving myself from myself you know it's a very good way to look at it it really is you're right so going going back to to that question would you say that's one of your your new like strategies for for this potential second lockdown for the for this depression and anxiety that you know is always going to be there is that is that one of your coping methods like don't just reach out to your boyfriend reach out to the the people that have been there yes or no um i definitely want to learn to use my resources 
um, resources being my support group, my friends, my my family, being able to reach out to them and, you know, really showing them who I am so I can be comfortable with them. But also, I have to learn to be alone. You know, being yeah, alone. Yeah, that's tough for everyone. Being alone is okay. And, you know, I used to pride myself of traveling alone. Yeah, I remember <laughs> you would go to, Se- I remember when you went to Seattle by yourself. Yeah, I went to Seattle, I went to Portland, I went to Washington, D.C. You stayed like in a hostel. Met, yeah, met hostels. Foreigners. Man, that's when life was good and then COVID was oh, like, fuck man. all you. No, I loved it. And I loved, I felt like that was the prime of my life. You know, I was, yeah. I was alone and I was happy you know why why do you why do you think because we've always had those conversations why mm -hmm. do you think you were able to do that at such a younger age and then now it almost feels like you're i don't want to say you're afraid to do that again because i don't think you're afraid Mm -hmm. but it does feel like you've gotten complacent with uh like having a boyfriend so now it's like oh i can just do it with him instead like where was the shift and you enjoying yourself and now you're just like oh my god i have anxiety because i'm alone like have you ever thought about that no of course um i think it's a mixture of just life in general life experiences that i've gone through who's you know what has worsened my anxiety and depression you can say um, but also the, the want for companionship, you know, we all, we all want to be with somebody. We want to be, um, in love and have that, that, that life. That Disney with, ending. Yeah. That Disney ending. That happily ever after. <laughs> yeah. And then they bring out the sequel and now they have kids. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I wanted that. I wanted to share those, those wonderful life experiences with somebody. Um, but I also am starting to miss that girl that I was. Who was that girl? Man, she was badass. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with that. She was badass. I would agree with that. You know, meeting people from Australia, um, taking them to the Walmart for the first time. Like, if I was a woman <laughs> and I was in your shoes, I'd be like, I don't know, I don't know, I'd be scared. But I just remember that time, and you you weren't scared. You're like, hey, I'll be back next week. I'm going to Portland. I'm like, what? Who are you going with? Myself? What? <laughs> Like, it definitely was, like, as a friend, you like, shit, man, like, she doesn't care if someone's coming with her. She's going to go do it. And you're right. That To me, I was like, man, she's pretty badass for that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, she she was. And I'm still, I'm still badass <laughs> in different ways, different aspects. But, you know, I, I do want to get back to that, you know, or here we, we are in a pandemic. I don't even want to get on a plane right now. But, you know, I'd like to get back to that. I'd like to get back to that girl. Um, and it doesn't even need to be traveling, but that mindset that I was in that I didn't need anybody. I wanted people. I wanted to be surrounded by people. Um, and being okay with being alone. Do you think you could be badass with a boyfriend or do you feel like being in a relationship takes away that badass side of you? Have you ever thought about that? I haven't thought about that, but that's an interesting thought. No, I think, I think it's a possibility. I don't know what that looks like yet. Um, because you know, when you're in a significant other with a significant other, you want to do a lot with them, but I, I do and have preached, you should be an individual in a relationship, you know, this person in a a what in a relationship, like 
you you should be your own person and this other person is a bonus to your life oh okay i see what you're saying like this person is not your whole entire life so being able to be an individual having your own hobbies your likes and your dislikes like that's okay um and i think i want that in a relationship like you want to be able to do your own thing right right it's like how come how come a guy can have a man cave but a woman can't have her man cave hey we can it's called a it's called a um uh, a she shed. A she shed. <laughs> a she shed. But that's in the backyard. That should be in the house, just like the man cave. Hey, it's an attachment. <laughs> you connect it to the house. <laughs> yeah, man, you're right. Like you should be able to do these things by yourself if you if you feel like you want to do that. But it goes back to that relationship. We get caught up in wanting to do everything with with your significant others, and then what comes with that? You start neglecting your friends. Mm-hmm. You start neglecting yourself because all you want to be like, oh, my God, this guy is so amazing. This honeymoon stage is going to last forever. And then what tends to happen? You have those those rough trails and then you reach out to a friend. And you're like, fuck you, bitch. You, <laughs> you haven't talked to me in six months. And now you want to reach out to me when when things are bad. Not saying that everyone's like that, but right. you know, that's just an example. But it goes back to that, that 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 thing that you were saying is why why can't we do that why 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 do we have to give all our all of ourselves to this one person because man if i've learned anything about relationships tomorrow is not guaranteed tomorrow is not guaranteed i i thought i was gonna be married by this time i thought i was gonna you know start planning for kids and i was just like here we go like this is the married life for me and then Mm -hmm. like bam everything changed when you know that tragedy happened and i feel like the one advantage I have over you, if I would have one, is talking about being alone. Is I I I had to learn, Marcos. You're on your own now, bud. Like no one's gonna no one's gonna help you but you. Like yeah, you'll have support from your friends, you'll have support from your family, but at the end of the day, they're not waking up for you. You're waking up for yourself, and it's up to you whether you want to improve yourself or you want to you know keep going down this road of depression, this road of suicide, this road of you know, anxiety, whatever you want to call it. So for me, when I think about being alone now compared to when the tragedy first happened, I'm a whole lot better. Like I enjoy being alone. I I enjoy, you know, going to the grocery store by myself, you know, if I need to go. I I I went I, I, before the movies were shut down. I went to I went to the movies by myself because mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Uh I enjoyed eating at a restaurant by myself. I would get people looking at me like, oh, like, pobrecito, you know, like, mm-hmm. he's alone. But little did they know, like, no, man, like, I've learned to appreciate being by myself. Like, do you feel that you can be at that point where you can be alone and appreciate it? Because I know that we've talked about you being alone and you say, like, there gets to a certain point where I can't be alone. Like, do you do you think now you're doing better? Do you think now you... You can be alone even though you have a boyfriend. Like, how do you feel when you think of the word alone and then you attach to it with a boyfriend? though? Because mm. I mean, we talked about you being, you know, a badass and traveling alone. But now we're now we're saying, can you be alone with a boyfriend? Because that again, that's a tricky one, right? That's yeah, something you've yeah, never... no, it's um, it is tricky. Um, I haven't figured it out yet. I um, honestly. I use that that word so negatively now. You alone. Think so? Yeah. Do you, what do you mean by that? Um, because being alone to me before when I was this badass bitch, um, traveling, I was proud. 
I was so proud of being alone and, you know, being able to travel alone. Uh, I was so proud of that. And now the context that I used the word alone in now, it's so negative. Um, you know, it doesn't have that same meaning. It does not bring me joy. It means brings me so much sadness because although I have a support group, I tend to to use that word in the sense that I'm by myself and and which is not true but of course here comes the anxiety and depression and, and it, it turns into a negative context um you know so I'm learning I'm learning that I know right now that that word is not my favorite right now um, does it does it give you anxiety does it give you like what, what, what it doesn't it, it doesn't bring me anxiety it's just it brings me it brings me sadness you know the context that i use it now it's not it does not bring me joy at all what do you think was the shift then? because like how do you go from feeling like a badass when you're alone to now feeling sad like what what do you think was that a shift was it the pandemic was it a boyfriend like what do you think it was no next subject that's okay. I respect that. Life. Life is a shift. But uh no, I'm I'm starting I would like to learn um to go back to to being using alone in that badass sense. Badass yeah. context. Um and I'm getting there. Well, you're already kind of doing that cuz I mean, shit, man, you're doing CrossFit. I mean, you just had a competition last week and I forgot to go. I'm sorry. No, I, it's I totally, totally fine. forgot, but It's totally fine. You're you're putting yourself in these situations that are making you feel uncomfortable, but they're bringing out the best in you. And I think anytime you do that, it brings you a, I don't want to, I don't know if it's sense of relief, but or maybe a sense of purpose, or maybe just you know stepping out of your comfort zone. You know, I I I think that for you, doing CrossFit has really been a way for you to realize like, hey. When I first started this thing, I wasn't that good. And now here I am, you know, months later in a competition. So I definitely feel like you're you're in this position where now you you understand that you can't keep doing the same thing you were doing before. You can't keep, you know, staying in the same circle. And now, you know, with, you know I use CrossFit as an example is you're becoming, you know, more more outgoing again you're 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 learning how to do some this new activity and you're you're thriving i mean dude i look at you now and you're just like hey dude you're getting pretty toned <laughs> oh thanks <laughs> like you can you can like you can see the progress and you're sticking to it and, and you're enjoying it so like clearly like i can see that you're changing the narrative like do you see that i don't actually but i'm i'm really glad that you pointed out because you know when you're in the trenches you don't think about those things you you just like i said it's a negative context how i think about that word um but you're right you know i i stayed in in crossfit it's gone on seven eight months it's yeah i'm longer dude. than the relationship unfortunately <laughs> but uh <laughs> you know but you know yeah that's something i stuck to and i'm i'm really enjoying um and uh yeah it's a different sense different context of the word alone because but i met people i met a different group of people and they're awesome um but you know i rarely i do know that i can get back to to being that badass girl obviously we can't put a timeline on it because we can't sit here oh of course not oh you'll be a badass by summer 2021 
Um, but what's but what's one thing that you think that is like a is it like a short term goal for you that 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 could be positive? If we're just thinking short term, is it is it the CrossFit? Is it the job? Is it you know your family? Like, is there is there a positive for you right now? And it, and if there is, kind of speak on that because again, like one thing that we forget to do is we forget to be positive minded. I mean, I just told you right now, like, hey, like, dude, you're looking toned, you're looking good, like. And you're just like, oh, fuck, I didn't even notice. <laughs> like, is there a short term? Um, My short term is, like, just j- keep doing what I'm doing. Um, As far as making myself happy, Um, I want to change the, from the negative to the positive, like the song says. <laughs> um, You know, I want to start thinking about that word differently. I want to know that I'm not alone. You know, I want to rely on my friends more, my family more, um, as I'm leaning on them also, um, giving them an understanding of who I am and be honest with them, you know, cause I'll be honest, I'm, I'm avoiding some friends that I, I just don't want to let them know how unwell I'm doing. Like you don't want to worry them. Yeah. I don't want to worry them or I don't want to go through the full circle that's that I've what, already been yeah, through. That's what sucks, man. Is like. You know, once you start opening up is a part of you can't just think for yourself. You have to think for them because you don't want them to freak out. You don't want them to go, oh, did you take your medicine? Or, you know, that, right, that same thing right. of like, oh, like, how long has this been going on? Because then they start freaking out. But but I think it's I'll be I'll be honest with you. I think it's very noble of you to to understand that there comes a point where now you realize, like, I, I want to talk about it because I need to talk about it because me just keeping it to myself or me just keeping it to one person is is not good for me, you know, because there was a point where you and I uh, would text and then, you know, you would, you know, you would have a boyfriend and, you know, I wouldn't hear from you for like a, a little while. And then you I remember one time you told me like, hey, like every time I talk to you, I feel like I, I don't want to say ashamed was a word because I don't I don't think it was ashamed. But you're like, I feel bad because I feel like. I come back to you and like, oh, like things went bad. And mm-hmm. I would always tell you like, hey, dude, like it's not about how how you should feel towards me. It's about how you feel towards you. Like, I don't I don't care if you date for the rest of your life and you have 600 breakups. I don't care. You know, that's not what I that's not what I look at when I think of you. What I think about when I look at you is how's your mental health? How, how was your day? Like you said earlier. Mm-hmm. And that's very important to have these friends that that genuinely care for you. Because, again, I genuinely care for you. But there was times where I would feel, like, sad because I'm just like, hey, like, don't suppress the feelings you have with the ones that love you the most. Because, you know, if I don't know what's going on, how, how can I how can I be there for you? Right, right. No, that's true. That's true. And the word I used to use was embarrassed. I was embarrassed to come back. That's what it was, embarrassed, um, yeah. To come back after a breakup or, or a failed dating relationship or situationship, I like to call them. <laughs> situation. <laughs> I like situationship. that. situationship. You should trademark uh, that. <laughs> I can't. I can't. There's, someone else did. But, um, you know, I was. I felt embarrassed because I was in a wave in and out, in and out. Right. Not that I was in and out of our friendship because our friendship is constant, but in and out of that communication that we had for each other. Right. You know, um, being able to rely on you because there was times where, you know, in in those situationships where it would be a bad night, and I I didn't feel comfortable coming to you with that problem because I wanted to prove to you that that 
I can get out of this trend that I'm in of coming in and out. Um, you know, unfortunately, I need to get away from the the fact that it's a trend. I mean, it's life. We 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 can't. You know, it's just life. We can't sometimes. Um, no, and I think you're right, and you you shouldn't be embarrassed because. If a, if a friend makes you feel embarrassed about, you know, talking about these kind of issues, mental health and everything that comes with it, then that's not a friend. If I came to you because, you know, I've, I used the code word with, with mm-hmm. I used the code word with you recently. Right. And I remember I, was, I do remember like before I sent the text message, I'm like, do you really want to text her that? Mm-hmm. Like, do you really want to tell her, let her know that like the code word? And then I remember like a second later, I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I do. Because. We have this relationship where if I tell you something, I know that I'm going to be able to trust you. Right. I know that I'm going to be able to, like, process your, your advice or process your, your thoughts and, like, okay, that's what I needed to hear. Or that's the comfort that I needed. And anytime we have somebody that doesn't do that for us, it just makes the situation worse. Right. It, it makes us go, oh, well, now, not only do I feel depression, anxiety, and all these other things, but now I feel stupid. Yeah. Thanks, bud. I appreciate it. Right. And it's hard for you not to snap at that person. Right. That's the last thing you want to do is snap. Absolutely. So like, so if anyone's listening, like what, what can you tell them from your experience? Like, what can you tell them? Like, Hey, like things will get better. This is how they'll get better. Reaching out to people. Like what, what, what would you say as a woman that's going through these things and they're listening? Like, is there a light at the end of the tunnel? Absolutely. I think, um, you have to create that light. For yourself, you know, you have to remind yourself that there is an ending with that light. Um, you know, it's a it's a never ending. and It's what you create. Um, but don't af- be afraid to have those conversations. Don't be afraid to be yourself with the people you love, the people who will accept you no matter what. And believe that when they say that, um, you know, and if they don't, they don't love you the way that that you think. And that's OK. Not everyone's going to understand you. Yeah. Um. Not everyone's gonna be willing to learn and adopt, and that's okay. You have to learn to adapt as well with the situation. Damn, that's beautiful. Um. You know, we have to get out of that situation. The narrative that we're the crazy ones. We're not crazy. This. Yeah, right. This is not something that happened to us. This is who we are, and that's okay. It's okay to not be okay, and we have to be able to show that feel that and express that because if you don't you know it's lonely it's a lonely world out there it is you know it's a lonely world here locally in you you know don't be locked in a room with your demons let them out you know and it's okay to feel the way that you feel um you know don't ever let anyone think that you are a problem you have problems because you don't you you don't um you know, don't be afraid to have conversations and be true to people. Well, that's the misconception that I hate when it just comes to women. It's like, oh, that's just a crazy bitch. And it's like, no, dude, like you just haven't taken the time to to talk to her because men are just as crazy. We're all human, man. Yep. Like just because you don't understand somebody doesn't mean that they're crazy. It just means you haven't taken the time to know who they are or maybe they just don't feel comfortable showing you who they are. Uh, and I think you're right. Like when you start getting to that to that stage where you're keeping it to yourself and those demons are getting bigger and bigger and bigger and you don't talk about it that's where the problems start coming where 
you call into work and you start snapping with the people that you love and you and you start neglecting everything that was once good for you. And, you know, if anyone's listening to this, like, man, like, I'm not saying you have to share share your 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 depression, your anxiety or your bad thoughts, whatever with the world. No, man, I think that what you need to do is just find somebody like think of one person because I'm pretty sure everyone in this world has one person. That they absolutely trust. Right. And if they don't, shit, DM me, bro. I'll hear you <laughs> out. You know, like, because we, we, we're supposed to be there for each other. And, like, that's one thing that we lack in this world is empathy and understanding. And, you know, if there's anything that we can get out of this podcast episode is just let people know, like, hey, we all have problems too, man. We all have these bad thoughts just like everyone else. You might have this social media where, oh, like, you got 100 likes on that photo. Dang, girl. But then little did you know that that person that posted that photo was doing it because they needed their 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 spirits lifted. They needed that affirmation. Yeah. And again, going back to what you said is we do need to change this this narrative of, you know, these things being taboo or being like, ooh, I don't want to talk about that. We need to change that narrative because more than ever with this pandemic and everything that's been happening, mental health is at an all time risk it really is it's at an all-time risk and i'll tell anyone listening just like i've told you like dude text me call me because i've done it with you i've done it with other people like i still do it with my sister every now and then i'm like hey like can we talk you know i got i got some things going on and she's like yeah what's up and you know vice versa we have this relationship where you know we can talk about our problems and does it solve does do does my does my feelings get solved no not that day but you know what what does tend to happen i tend to feel a little better i tend to feel like okay the storm is finally starting to calm it'll it'll come back i don't know when but I, i i realize that i can at least somewhat suppress it because i'm reaching out to people that i love people that understand me people that know i'm there for you bro you know, right. if you're if you're down, I'm there for you. And it's tough. You know, we just got to look out for each other. But, you know, more than ever, this country is so divided. And, you know, it's heartbreaking because you see, you know, politics, you know, dividing everyone. And, you know, then you have the mask situation dividing everyone. And it just makes you wonder how how are we ever going to get to that point where we just support each other? It, it's so hard. You know, you look at the news and what do you see on the news? Oh, you know, like Donald Trump is saying that he's not conceding. So then his supporters are like, still the 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 vote's been stolen from us, and they start fighting. And we can talk about that all night, but right, you know, again, tension, 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 tension. So when someone says, "Hey, I'm going through something," fuck you, man. We're all going through something. Yeah. So, like, how 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 do you feel now? Oh, dude, it's fucking. Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> we just crossed midnight. Turkey day. <laughs> you got any plans? Sleep. <laughs> Are you gonna sleep in? Oh, Probably, you said you kind of yeah. got to work. You got to work a little. Work huh? and CrossFit, and I don't know. We'll see. Are you gonna have any uh, any dinner? Um, barbecue. Family. Parents. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. It's always good to hear. Keeping it COVID friendly. Yeah. Same. Well, it's gonna be three of us. So. Same here. It's just gonna be my sister and I, but. What do you think? You want to wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. I'm getting Man, tired. we got we. I know, but no, I mean, it felt like five minutes. What are you? What are your final thoughts? Like, if you had one final thing one for final... someone, someone listening, like 
to talk about or one final thought is you're not alone in this world you're not alone with those demons um if you step back and look around you you'll you'll realize there's so many people with open arms um don't don't be afraid to have those conversations don't be afraid to uh tell someone you're not doing well um and again it doesn't have to be a big sit down speech just tell them like like you would tell anyone how your day was tell them um, why you're listening to bad bunny <laughs> oh you're right right you while you're listening to bad bunny like it doesn't even matter get some fun wine and talk about it this was some good wine <laughs> i love it thank you for bringing it i i was skeptical at first i'm like ugh, wine yeah like, no i've had it before and it's shitty it's an acquired taste but this one was like this one was good it this was definitely was good. good no but you know just we only got one life guys that's right let's not let's not let these heavy things be don't carry this lifting these heavy things alone like a good friend may he rest in peace billy withers lean on me you don't have to do it alone very beautiful i agree folks if you're listening uh you're not alone i promise you're not alone and if you do feel alone reach out to someone because these are tough times these are definitely times that we didn't expect to be here we all thought 2020 was going to be a great year and here we are approaching december and it's been tough for a lot of people you know it's been tough for my mental health too and uh obviously hasn't been as bad as it has been for others uh but if it is bad for you like please reach out to someone and understand that we're in this together you know Uh, that's a cliche to some people but it's true to me i tell you that all the time like hey we're in this together you know we got to take care of our own because that's all we got all we got is our own um uh happy thanksgiving to everyone that's listening we we just crossed again we just crossed uh, the midnight hour so a happy thanksgiving to everyone and a special shout out to all the frontline work frontline workers who are in this every day struggling and still going to work and still clocking in and just giving their all for the greater good of everyone's health and um to those who lost their lives and to those who have to spend thanksgiving without their loved ones uh you know, we send you good vibes because uh, there's nothing harder than losing someone in, in, in times like these. And we just want to send much love to everyone. That's what it, that's what this podcast is all about, to have these conversations and remind everyone that they're not alone and just a huge hug and positive vibes. And we'll see you on the next episode and much love to everyone. Bye. Bye. Good night.